Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 am 970 presents eye on real estate this is your premier source for real estate information from the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends from mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions you'll be in the know with help from the experts call now 866-970-9622 866-970-9622 now here's your host for eye on real estate douglas elements ceo Dottie herman good morning Good morning, everyone. I'm Dottie Herman, and you're listening to Iron Real Estate. We're the only show on talk radio that's all about real estate and all the ways our lives are connected to real estate, which turns out to be just everything. I'm joined with my co-host, real estate attorney Jerry Feeney. Hi, Jerry. Good morning, Dottie. How are you? Wonderful. It's a beautiful day here. Good. I'm I'm barely hearing you, so I hope my connection's good. I'm calling in from Aspen. You know that Jerry's here, and he's our big real estate attorney, and he's here to answer any of your questions or help you solve any problems you have about real estate. He's the best real estate attorney I know. Uh, So you can give us a ring at 866-970-9622. I'm also here with Vice President of Citizens Bank, Ace Watertusa Park. Hi, Ace. Good morning, Dottie. How are you? Oh, good. I'm, I'm with Ace. We're both in Aspen, actually. And uh, I hope you have a better connection than I do. But I'm sorry. Uh, so you're, you're, both, you're both in Aspen, what? right? You're both in Aspen. Yeah, we're both yeah, in Aspen. Are, we're with Douglas Elman has a, uh-huh. I don't know, a summit here. And we're here with agents from, I guess, all over from Douglas Elman. We're, they're from California, Aspen, Florida, New York. Connecticut, Boston, you name it, they're here. And we've had some great speakers. And the best part of the day was really, really, we have a great bunch of people. So just getting together with them and uh, seeing them is really, it's like a big family, wouldn't you say? Yeah, well, we do, we agent. do, Dottie. And what's, what's more interesting, Jerry, is that Aspen is, is usually closed until Thanksgiving, but they actually opened um, up Aspen uh, for us this weekend, which was pretty cool, pretty neat. Meaning, are you skiing? We're not, We're not skiing, skiing but the snow town yet. Is open. Yeah, so. I mean, it's not. You, the you, town is open. Yeah, the season doesn't start till probably right after Thanksgiving, I would say. Yeah. But it's, it's a beautiful town. town, and we're in, you know, Aspen, and well, we. Uh, and actually, the average sales price, I think, is kind of over $2 million. I mean, it's, it's, it's very, very expensive. Exactly. Very expensive. Very expensive. I actually went to see a home yesterday from a client that knows somebody in L.A., happens to have a place in New York, but probably one of the top people, women in Mexico. That's where she was born, and she has a place in Aspen, and she wants to sell it. 
So um, that's like with Solomon. I mean, it's kind of really the way it works. So the the, the agent from L.A. called agents from Aspen. Who they went to see the house, and I was in New York, and these, this lady happened to be in New York. She has an apartment there at the time, so I met with her for lunch, and um, she's here, and we're all here in Aspen now, and we're taking a look at her house, and it's magnificent. The views are great. Are you a good skier, Jerry? I'm a very good skier, actually. I'm a pretty I good skier. So. I mean, I, I ski every year out. In- I heard about that. I heard you're really good. Right. Sorry. Yeah. I'm going to have to call my uh, agent after the show uh, and that uh, the whole show went to Aspen and I'm sitting here in New York. But no, I'm just kidding. Uh, have a good time. Have a wonderful time, guys. It's a beautiful part of the world. But um, it's great. So we're here and I know Halloween isn't officially till Wednesday, although we had a Halloween party last night. Did we not? Yes. We, we had a Halloween party with fun last night. Um, but Halloween really isn't till Wednesday. Today, so, but in the spirit of Halloween, today we have uh, as a guest on our show a house cleaner. And I don't mean somebody who cleans up houses. Jane Phillips is a paranormal investigator. She, who has extensive training and experience as a psychic and a medium, she's the head of Geyser Energy Cleaning Clearing Services. And a company offers a variety of energy clearing services to homeowners, real estate agents, property managers, restaurant owners, and hotel managers. She will tell us how to know if we're in a haunted house and what to do about it. And about a half an hour from now, she'll be calling us to tell us what to do if you think you have a haunted house and how to tell us if you do have one. You think you need the service, Jerry? Uh, well, apparently I'm going to find out. Uh, you know, I'm a bit of a skeptic, but I'll try to keep my uh, questions polite. Yeah. So, well, we think we had a caller maybe it was a couple of weeks ago, if I recall. Oh, yes. Uh, I think she's back and in Bellevue And she said right now, that but... she had a, a ghost in her house. Mm, yeah. And uh, it also, that ghost followed her to when she went to Florida, also yes. in her house there. Travels so, with her ghost, uh, yes. Yes. She said it, it followed yes. her everywhere, everywhere she went. Yeah. Right. So, you know, as I said, if it's a nice ghost, so be it. But if you don't want that ghost around, um, you'll have to stay with us till about 11. And don't think that's crazy for those of you who are non-believers, because a lot of clients and customers really do use this service because they, that's what they, you know, they believe. So you'll, you want to really tune in, and she'll be calling in in a little bit, like a half an hour. In the second half, uh, in the second part of our show at 11, um, our favorite insurance broker, Mike Conti, is going to join us. Mike is the president of one of New York's great insurance companies, and he specializes in business and residential mortgages, and Mike will be happy to answer all your insurance problems. Just give us a ring at 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. On this day in 1913, because I always tell you what happens on this day, President Woodrow Wilson said, the U.S. will never attack another country. Well, that's not really true. Um, In 1947, on this day, You Bet Your Life with Groucho Marx premiered on ABC Radio. Did they have TV in 1947? No, did they? No, it was just just coming out then. Radio was uh, the the major. Yeah, so that was the only way you could listen. And uh, people loved it. And in some ways, radio was really a great 
way to really visualize what's going on. You kind of have to visualize everything. But that's Groucho Marx. And if you were born today, you're a Scorpio. That's a great sign, by the way. And you're full of ambition, mystery, and hidden aggressiveness. <laughs> and if today no, is your nice. birthday, lucky you, you share it with John Gotti, who was only 62 years old when he died in 2002. As always, I'd first like to always take a moment to thank Citizens Bank for its support of this show. Citizen has wonderful programs for people under 25, and those are, are you know, looking to buy your first house. They will take the time and really spend the time to really, so that you really understand what's going on and how everything works with mortgages and help you find the best mortgage for you. Um, and probably so you don't have to eat through all your cash to do it. I think a lot of people think you need more cash than you might actually need. Um, the program, Ace, is that a program for people only under 25? That's for everyone. No, it's for everyone, Dottie. You know, it's just a paperless um, statement that you can have as well. Um, you know, there's there's different programs for for students, for student loans. So it's, it's for everyone, Dottie. Yeah. So you really should, and if you have a, a, a child or a grandchild or a friend that's looking for a property or is going to be in the next, so, you know, next year, then you really should have them do that now. It's free. Um, nobody will rush you. And really right. learn what you have to learn about how to apply for a mortgage, what you need to do, the things you need to do so that your credit's great and so that you get a great interest rate. And that's one thing, citizens, that will take the time. And if you don't want to call citizens, just call ACES. He'll put you through. Um, as citizens, there's no monthly maintenance while you're under 25. And you can make a deposit just by taking a picture of a check, like a selfie. Uh, keep your balance online. No need to log in. Just tape and hold and get paperless statements. So how does that work, Ace? Go online to citizensbank.com. And what do you do? Take a picture of yourself? You just take a picture of the check, and then you can deposit right into your account. Um, what's really cool, Dottie, is that, is that Citizen Bank, we have an account called Citizens Bank Access, and it's currently paying 2.125% on, on your savings account. So, Jerry, Dottie, you should um, try to open up an account. Wait, now you have, have, I'm, have, it's, it's, I'm having a hard time hearing on my connection, oh, so can you say a little louder? I didn't hear that. Yeah, so um, we have a uh, program right now, a special, called Citizens Bank Access. And if you deposit your money with Citizens Bank, you're receiving 2.8%, Dottie. So wow. really, really high. That's a great That's a great number. So what's the best way to get in touch? I mean, like, you can either email or call or... Yeah, you guys can either... Yeah, you can go online um, to citizensbank.com or... Um, you can just email me at ace.w at citizensbank.com, and I'll put you in touch with the rep. That's great. So we have a great show. I want to start off by giving you um, the third quarter Douglas Elliman reports um, for South Florida market because I know a lot of you are interested in Florida who listen to our show or uh, stream it. So I want to make sure you know what's going on in Florida, although our agents here, and they say it's really, really popping um, so an overall assessment of the South Florida market shows the market conditions are generally good, um, the rising prices. So prices are rising, uh, sales, and inventory is stabilizing. 
Uh, the number of sales in Miami Beach. Now, I understand you can get a good deal in Miami Beach. There's a, a, a lot of inventory surged year over year, the most in at least four years. So when there's a lot of inventory, that usually means if you're looking for something, you can probably get a good deal. And the number of sales rose annually for the fifth quarter in seven quarters. So seven quarters straight, okay, the number of inventory rose. So that means that there's a lot to look at. And you can probably get a good price. So, it's, you know, if you're looking to buy something in Miami, it's good. In Fort Lauderdale, condo sales surged higher and single-family sales increased well over years, uh, last year's levels. Uh, a similar pattern was observed in Boca Raton, for those of you who are interested in Boca. Delray Beach showed somewhat mixed price trends, but housing prices were generally above years ago, a year ago. The median sales price in Wellington for condos, and Wellington is not too far from Palm Beach, and, and it's horse country, and single-family price trend, indicate that, that also moved higher. Um, if you're interested in knowing about Palm Beach, Palm Beach saw the highest sales market share of condos since the financial crisis, and the majority of price trends indicators moved up. The overall market showed the highest total third-quarter sales in five years. Single-family price trends were mixed, or sales declined in Jupiter, and, and as sales only declined in Jupiter, and I don't know that it's fair to say for three months. You have to look at the whole picture. But in general, the market is good, and I think there's a lot of people in the Northeast looking. What do you say? Do you know anybody in Florida, Jerry, or Ace? Oh, sure, absolutely. Uh, plenty of clients, uh, yeah. both you know, buying in New York um, and Florida. So I have another report from our our partners in Europe, and they ask um, how the other half lives. And this is a report from Knight Frank. And they're saying that branded dwellings cost 132% more than regular homes. And uh, there's a, they brand in Europe, Louis Vuitton branded home is the latest on the list for the super rich. Hey, would you be interested in buying a Louis Vuitton branded home? Knife Frank estimates now 400 branded residents worldwide, which are actually branded. There are more than 400 branded projects, you know, development projects, with buyers willing to pay premiums of up to 132% over non-branded dwellings. And that's from Knife Frank, that report. Most of the covered addresses are hotel-branded residences, by J.W. Marriott, the Four Seasons, Versace. Um, they offer service levels on par with their best hotels, including private chefs, the ability to order off a room service menu, and 24-hour concierge services. So people are liking the wealth, are liking to have all the things done. In other words, you have your own place, but you have all the services of a hotel. Um, Dubai has the highest concentration of branded residences. In Europe, the branded concept is still quite small, accounting for only 7% of branded residents. Is everyone there? What do you think? Uh, everyone's here, yes. We're, we're just listening, Dottie. I, uh, I'm a little skeptical about uh, branded residences. Uh, I think it certainly does help uh, to give immediate exposure, but at the end of the day, you know, if the fundamentals aren't there, and, and also I've seen some experiences in New York where the the brand uh, loses luster, and then people right. are all of a sudden in a declining real estate. You know, uh, you have to, you know, Joey, you bring up a good point. In other words, if the brand is hot, 
you're willing to pay for it. So you have to say, well, gee, what's this residence going to be worth if the brand is not here? Exactly. Now, as a hotel, mostly um, the services you get, you're still going to get, even if it changes hotel names, uh, but it might be a different brand, so it might have different services. Well, I mean, you have that experience yourself where the brand changed. Really I know, so and the brand was. changed, and, you know, it was run differently. It was and different, different yeah. It's very different. And also, what's the spot, what's the, oh, I can't think. What's the, in Florida, because I almost bought this place, like, ten years ago, I said I rented it. It was a... Canyon Ranch? A spa. I mean, it was where you go to lose weight, and I can't think of the name of it. Canyon it Ranch? Yeah, the Canyon Ranch. So I went there, and at the time, it was a new development in Miami, and you could, you know, this is going back 12, 15 years ago, and I didn't want to be there, but I figured I could always rent this because everybody wants to go to the Canyon Ranch will stay in this place. Right. And uh, I thought, say, that's a good investment. So I I, I went, you know, and then I went there and stayed there, and it was really great. I mean, the whole Canyon Ranch. You know, you, is there, so you can go work out, there's classes, they have all the, you know, the health stuff. However, the Canyon Ranch isn't there anymore. Right, exactly. And that's, and that's part of And those residences are still there. Somebody else took it over, but it's not the Canyon Ranch. Yeah. And, you know, look, the reality is, uh, you know, without getting into politics, the, the real estate aspect of, of the Trump brand with real estate, when he began to get political, you know, was... was uh, Problematic for some people. So if the if the purveyor of the brand uh, uh, starts to get controversial, you know, I mean, Dolce and Gabbana said some controversial things a few years ago. Lots of uh, celebrities have done that. But if it's associated with the brand, then all of a sudden your real estate has a potential impact for no other reason than somebody is speaking and saying something controversial. Um, so you have to be. I think you have to be very careful when you're relying on the brand to create the value. You know what I mean? So what? So you well, you, you definitely should do your homework, and you should also know that if that brand changes, and it's a different brand, or sometimes a different management company, even right, you right. know. Um, but generally, if the brand stays the same, whatever level of management services they have, they're going to continue. Usually, if the brand doesn't change, but if the brand changes, then the services might change a little bit. So it's. I mean, look, it wouldn't stop me from buying something. But I don't know that I'd pay 132% more. Well, that's the question. <laughs> you know, Would you pay a huge well, premium? This is in yeah. Europe. That's, these are uh, our price. This is nice francs. So those trends could be a little different than here. I don't know how much. I, I think here, I, at least in New York or the Northeast, I think you do pay more for hotel services or your, your common charges are going to be higher. Uh, but that's a matter of what, if you want something like that and you want to be able to have that at your service anytime you want. It's a good thing, and it's, you know, it's, it's worth it to a lot of people, especially if you're on the road a lot. So it's a matter of question. I don't have much time before we have a break, probably two minutes, and I do have a lot of calls for us today, um, so I don't know if I'll do all of them, but we'll try. Um, this one, dear Dottie, um, a real estate broker I want to work with insists that both my signature and my husband's signature needs to be on the contract. I signed with her. I understand that my husband's name is on the deed with mine, and he needs to be part of the sale. But why does he not? Why does he need to be on the contract to represent the house? Dottie, why don't we hold that? Why don't we hold that until after the break? Because we do have to take a a short break, and we'll be right back with Iron Real Estate. 
It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You are listening to I on Real Estate. And we were in the middle of asking Jerry questions on one of our listeners. And it was basically that she wants to sign a, a contract with the broker. She owns a property with her husband. The broker wants both names, and she's like, why do I have to do that? Can't, you know, why do I have to have both names on the real estate contract? So, Jerry, you just want to. Well, I mean, the, the broker is being uh, prudent and careful, which, you know, when, when we teach the new agents at, at Element, I always emphasize to them that when they're beginning their uh, marketing with a, a client, they have to make sure that they have the client's authority because, you know, brokers expend a lot of time and effort and resources in marketing a property, and you don't want to kind of get to the end of that road and put a deal together and all of a sudden find out you don't have an enforceable agreement with the owner because then you're going to have a tough time collecting your commission, which you're entitled to. So, uh, you know, the two, both all owners of a property, if you want to engage in an exclusive marketing agreement, have to consent to the agreement by signing it. And uh, so without the husband's signature, you well, don't have a valid... Like that. I mean, I've had cases where the husband's... Uh... All of a sudden, at the end of the day, said I, I never, I never agreed to sell my house at that price, and I never really agreed to that you should be the broker. <clears throat> so you know, sometimes it's divorce cases. Sometimes you really, so you really need. And I, I would say for, for, for that, and just for all legal reasons, if you don't have technically the other person's signature, they don't have to. Then they didn't commit to you. Only one party did. And if the exactly. house is owned by both yeah. people, then both parties have to make. Uh, you know, agrees with whatever the contract says. Would you say that's fair? Yeah. Uh, uh, absolutely. And, and more to that, the, the fact is that if you have two people that can't agree in the beginning to sign the listing agreement, good luck when it comes time to sign the contract of sale. I mean, you just don't have True. Uh, sellers that are that are united in their decision to sell. Um, so, you know, that that one, I think uh, there's no question that the broker is, is correct. And if you want to sell, then both parties have got to agree to it and put their signature on the agreement yes so i i i I would say yes and on that note i have a question from salvatore in freeport and he said do i have to sign a contract with a real estate agent what does it mean to have an exclusive will that stop other brokers from showing my house now really you don't have to sign an exclusive you don't even have to use a real estate broker if you don't want to um however Usually most brokers, and I don't want to say always, but for most brokers, uh, you know, when you take the exclusive, then you're signing an agreement and they are working for you. And they will make sure that listing gets out to all the other brokers, if that's what you um, agree to do. And generally, most people want it to go out with all, all the brokers. And it will not stop everybody else from showing it because they won't even know about it if you don't. I think that was a lot of years ago when people tried to do that. I think most people now pretty much want, you know, all the brokers to know about it, but they want to know that one person is handling it and looking out for their interests. And um, one of the things I always tell people is when you sign an exclusive um, with a real estate agent, you should ask them before you sign what their marketing plan is. You know, have them put it down for you, what they plan to do for you, because I think that's important. Jerry, have anything legal either or anything to add on to that? No, I mean, uh, to the extent that you didn't allow the the broker to to co-broker and bring other brokers in, you're really limiting yourself. And there are still 
uh, some agent, some brokerage firms in some parts of our listing area that that don't, you know, they don't co-broke. And when whenever I hear a seller client of mine talking about that, I think you're really shooting yourself in the foot here because you want the widest possible exposure for your property by definition. Economics teaches us that you're going to get a higher price then. So I, I just never understood why people would not want that to happen in their marketing. Yeah, generally, unless there's somebody sick or there's some, you know, circumstances, you want the other brokers to know about it. You want them to see it. And you can arrange that your broker be there if necessary when somebody else comes so that, they, you know, so that they'll know what's going on. But I generally don't see that much of it anymore. I'm sure there are still people that do it, but I think it's a plus to have other brokers see it. Um, this was, um, I signed the lease. This is for Jerry. I signed the lease that said the washer dryer is in the basement. But when I moved in, it turned, out, it turned out there was only one washer and dryer for all six apartments. I heard the, that some of the older apartments have their own washer and dryer. I can see the outline on my kitchen floor that there was a dryer once stood here. Should I confront the landlord? He lives in the next building, which he also owns. Well, I mean... You know, you move in and you don't look at the basement to see what the facilities are. I mean, part of that, I, <laughs> I asked the person, you know, you got to kind of look at what you're buying or renting. And I'm not sure. What do they say? Is that caveat emptor? Like caveat emptor. Exactly. Yes. Let the buyer beware. And the, and the reason, and that is the rule in New York. And the reason for that is uh, so that people, you know, don't just blindly go into things and then try to hold sellers accountable for things they didn't agree to. So. You know, I think that you could certainly ask and say, gee, I, I didn't realize there was only one washer dryer when I when I signed the lease. Would you mind terribly if at my own expense I put one in? And they may or may not agree to that. You know, there's good reasons why they won't allow washers. Dryers are less problematic. But, you know, having just gone through an ordeal in my apartment where I put in a, a dryer that didn't realize it wasn't self-venting and blah, 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 it, you know, it can become problematic and potentially an issue for the building. So you don't really have uh, ability to demand it. Uh, I would go and ask and make the request nicely and, and you know, frankly, take a little responsibility for the fact that you didn't look at what you were renting. And next time you got to be careful and, and say, yes, can I you see the, lesson. You don't want to learn it when it's like after the fact. Exactly. I mean, I oftentimes right? get people You want to buying... make sure you look at what you... Yeah, I was you know, say, I think one of the shows we'll talk about even the closing, like when before you close and you should inspect the property just one more time. And, you know, I'm not going to do that today, but we'll talk a little about that maybe next week um, about how important that is really to check what you're buying. And if you don't, then, you know, if it's not what you thought it was, but you didn't check it, so you didn't bring it up, then, you know, you're just going to have to hope that somebody's a nice person and let you do that do, or fix that. Um Basically, I have a lot, so I'm going to give you one or two more. And I said, um, Jerry, this, I own a two-family house, I think. I live in the upper two floors and have a tenant in, in a legal ground floor apartment. How do I find out if this apart, apartment is okay with the town? I don't know if you even why would yeah, well, you – and who pays the insurance? And does my fire insurance cover the tenant's apartment? Can I? Well, this is a lot of questions to ask, but can I ask the tenant to get their own insurance? Well, you can pretty much ask anything. Whether you can demand it is generally what lawyers talk about. And that's from Staten Island. They didn't want to give their name, but that's what he's Staten Island. So let me just try to run through these. First of all is, you know, do you have a, a legal apartment? You know, the issue is going to be does your certificate of occupancy 
permit residency in that unit, and that's generally a matter you just go on line to the Department of Buildings, and it should have a, a certificate of occupancy for your building unless uh, it's a particularly old building, in which case you can go down to the Department of Buildings and talk to them about it. You certainly want to make sure that the apartment you're renting, you know, is compliant with code and has fire, uh, <clears throat> you know, has proper fire alarms and things like that that are required. Uh, the next question they had was, can you ask them about insurance? Well, your fire insurance, your homeowner's insurance, if you have a landlord's policy, if you have a landlord's policy, is going to cover some of the perils associated with that. But, you know, you have to make sure that you have informed your insurance company uh, of this and that it is indeed a landlord's policy. It's not necessarily going to cover the possessions of the tenant and uh, arguably could might not cover some of the, uh, you know, slip and fall type things that might happen in that apartment. You can, and most landlords do, insist that a renter also have renter's insurance to have an additional layer of liability to cover events within the apartment. Um, but that's generally the rule. And Dottie, by the way, your guest is on the ghost remover person. Is she on? She is, yes. Oh. So, um, I, I show on the line. Oh, I'm going to... Um, Jane, are you there? Jane you Phillips, there? Jane, are you on the line? Yes. Yes, I am Hi, here. Jane. Hi. How are you? We're so glad you could come on the show. And um, you Thanks are... for having me. How long have you been doing this? Um, as a profession, about uh, 10, 12 years. Right. So, so Jane, you give us a little bit. Jane, was, you were a mortgage banker for 30 years in Minneapolis before moving to New Mexico in 2008? Correct. Correct. And yep. now you work and you investigate. Well, I mean, what, you, you investigate for people who are either buying homes or have bought a home to, that has a ghost in it. Um, yeah, I, I do that sort of investigation. I um, work a lot with the real estate agents because I know how hard you guys work to get your properties sold. And so if something's holding it back and it could be energetic, then I work with a lot of real estate agents who hire me to clear a house that's not selling. Well, before we move so, on to that, Dottie, let's uh, just take a moment and we have a brief commercial yep. break. And then we'll hear how okay, you we'll cleanse that. the house. Right Thank you. Break. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate. I'm here with Jerry Feeney, H. Bernstein, Park, and our special guest today, Jane Phillips. Uh, by the way, her website is ghostbusting. That's ghostbusting.org ghostbusting.org and you can call her at 505-919-8379 now jane what is, what is what is your exact what do you when people look call you what are they i mean there's a lot of names people use what do you say that what are your what do you use as your title as far as what you do um i put paranormal investigator because people look for that um, but I'm I'm not just looking for things. I'm looking to help people clear things. So I work 
as a target market with a lot of real estate agents to help get their listings sold because sometimes there's an issue. Um, but I'll also work with homeowners who are clearly aware that they have something going on in their house and nobody has been able to help them. So I, paranormal investigators, I guess, my best um, So you call thing. yourself a paranormal investigator, investigator and you basically clear homes. And I know that yep. I've read that you have a statement, ghosts are not pets, they need to go home. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Well, I agree um, with you. And we had a, a one, yeah. and actually it's funny because we had a, a, a caller that called us a couple of weeks ago, and she told us that she had a ghost or a spirit or kind of a somebody that was right. in her home. And she said that, you know, she, I said, well, are they good? Are they bad? And she said, well, it depends on the day. And she said the person that this ghost really followed her, which she had a place in Florida, I think also, um, mm-hmm. So I know some people think it's funny and some people think it's not true, but, you know, there's many people who do and there's kind of an energy, whether some people. So when so what do you do? So in other words, if someone calls you and again, the website is ghostbusting.org, ghostbusting.org. If someone calls you, what, you know, how do you what where do you how do you proceed? How you know, what is what do you do? So if I call you, I think I have. Something in my house goes on. There's an energy that I think is something from the past. What would you do for me? Um, well, first of all, I usually talk to people by phone for a good 15 minutes or so because um, a lot of people are not sure that they have something. They think they might be making it up. And usually within the 15 minutes, I can kind of get a sense. I, I'm not the, I, I have energies that work with me, and they will sometimes help me learn what's going on. And once I get a sense that there's really something going on, um, then I will arrange to do the service for the client, um, which which would entail, I do a lot of work remotely. So meaning I'm doing work at home first. And if the client is within driving distance, I will then go to their property and walk it to make sure I didn't miss anything. And if they're really long distance, I've done work in New, New York and New Jersey and California then if they want me to double check, um, we'll get on the phone and I'll have them walk the house and we'll just stand in each room and we'll, we'll double check it. Okay. By the way, if you want to speak to Jane, besides her, her website, which is ghostbusting.org, you can call her. You can call us now at 866-970-9622. Now, I did a little research, and the Pew Research Center survey found that 29% of those people they polled said they were in touch with the dead. And 18, 18% said they've seen a ghost. Right. Um, so, so basically you clean the house of anything that might be energies, well, I'll just use the word, energies or ghosts that might be there from the past or maybe a past owner or something of that nature, correct? Correct. And, 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 and emotions. So, and emotions. So you. So so now, if I wanted to do, how much does something like that cost? What, like, how do you, you know, what what's the kind of a cost? Well, well, um, you know, it it's it sometimes depends on square footage and property price. Um, in Santa Fe, I'm about um, three hundred and seventy five to five hundred six hundred dollars for a full clearing, which is about three hours of my time. Um, but it depends. And that's clearing the you know, whole property. In other words, that's, that's clearing that's the, every property. property. The whole, that's a single field. That's what's killing everything. 
That's the property. It's the house itself, the land, and all of the people that live there. I clear the pets and people, too, so that so that everybody kind of starts with a clean slate. The, uh, so when the you man- clear, that means the people are the past or people are moved on someplace else and you've gotten them to right, right. And it, so, so I'm clearing energies that most people know, have at least heard about, whether they believe it or not, which is ghost type or spirit type energy. But I clear emotional energies that have been left. Maybe somebody was ill and died in the property and that, yes, they've crossed over. They're not there anymore. But all of the sadness and energy that was there or somebody was fighting or there was a violent death, you, you, the energies of the emotions will stay in a property. And once those are removed, then the property feels lighter and you can live in it comfortably and um, you have access to the whole property. What, what if somebody comes to you like me, who's, you know, a complete right. skeptic on things like this and always concerned about consumers who are being drawn into, you know, paying for services that aren't real. Right. What if somebody comes to you and says, show me some evidence, show me a little, any piece of evidence of any kind of a haunting or a clearing. And yet there is none. How do you, how do you confront that? How, what oh. are you talking? <laughs> um, There's none. That's valid. I, that's a question I get asked a lot um, from the skeptical people. First of all, mm-hmm. most skeptics won't hire me because they right. think it's I'm not working with the people that don't. It's not my job to convince you that that. No, but I, when you're on, what but, I'm when doing you're, exists. but when you're being interviewed, but, I mean, I can certainly ask but, the question. But when right? I'm I mean, being yeah. but but when somebody's asking me questions, um, I have lots and lots of testimonials of people who have their, you know, hundreds of people who have had positive experiences. If I'm on site with somebody, I use, I'm a professional dowser. So I use um, L rods, which are, they look like an L and they swing to show people what I'm doing. Okay. So let me ask you, just let me take a step back. If yeah. I called you, and like, as I said, I, I really believe if you don't believe that, you're not going to call someone like that. And no, but, I, but, 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 I, well, but, you're but I'm worried about, about, about looking like as a legal right, thing, and, how somebody would know for sure it's legit. I don't know how anybody would know for sure. I mean, I well, really don't. Well, you're talking kind here. of a, but let me ask you, how would I know? And then, I mean, like, and I understand because, you know, there are people in all industries that are just not legit. But how would, if I called you and said, look, I think my house is haunted, but I really don't know for sure. How does someone even know that? I mean, some people sense it, some people feel it. And I know Jerry's going to think I'm crazy, but I think that houses have energies. And I don't necessarily call it a ghost. You can call it whatever you want. I don't use the word ghost when I'm talking about it, but I, I do feel energies. And, you know, I, I'm in the real estate business, so I see a lot of homes, and I can feel an energy. Now, I feel sometimes a good energy or a bad energy, and that's right. just me. It doesn't mean that the person that walked in with me feels the same thing. So I Correct. think, and, and if I'm saying this correctly, and I think that it's also your personal. And I, I know I'm so much about energy that if I don't feel the right energy, it's probably not something I want to be in. But if I happen to be in something that's bad energy, how would you be able to tell someone, yeah, I think there is bad energy here, or there's some energy. It might not be bad. It just might be something in the past. How does somebody know that? 
Well, they don't. It's okay. just a feeling. I mean, here's, I don't here's, have to know it for a fact. Correct. Um, so getting back to the original question, you don't want to be charged a bunch of money for no results. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm pretty, uh, what I do with people, like when I'm making real estate sales calls and I catch a room that's bad and I will sometimes just fix a room for an agent that's a friend of mine, I will have people stand in a room with their eyes closed to see how they feel. Do they feel stable or pushed around? I will do the clearing of that particular room. I'll have them stand in the room with their eyes closed and see, and that's when they can feel the difference, the majority of people. If I do a full clearing for somebody and it's happened, where somebody, um, like twice in my 12 years, where they just did not like what I did, it, 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 changed, it did change things, but either they didn't think it or they didn't like how it changed things. I have refunded money for people to people because I'm not, um, I'm not out there. I'm out there to help people. And the majority of the people that call me tend to be women um, and, and not guys as much, although I've worked with a lot of men. And I will do everything I can to have them feel the difference. I will have them close their eyes. Um, most of the people that hire me can already tell, but if somebody just thinks I got, they got taken for a ride, you know, I'm not out there to ruin my reputation or to hear. So you're saying if somebody's really not satisfied with your service, then don't pay me. And I, and I, I so much agree with you because your reputation and, and, you know, sometimes, you know, some people just don't. But let me ask you, because we have very little time left, and it is, um, okay, and your website is ghostbusting.org, and, 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 and they, or they could call uh, 505-919-8379. You say that ghosts can be portal. Now, I, I know what that means, but you can explain to everybody what that you're talking about, because you say that ghosts can be portals, and, uh, you know, and I just was... Um, did you use the word very, portal? Very, very big, 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 very big person. Uh, and we were just talking about something like this because, uh, you know, this person had experiences um, and they were just sharing them with me. And again, you know, uh, so when you say a ghost is going to be a portal, can you explain what you mean there? I mean, I know well, what you mean, uh, but maybe well, there, are couple, there are a couple of things around that. Um, first of all, go, uh, there are energy holes, which I call portals. They tend to be hooked up, but there are all sorts of different energy holes. And there can be energy holes that bring in um, ghost-type energy. And um, they also, ghosts can be portable. In other words, you can pick up a ghost at the mall or out having a drink at a bar and bring it home. And so a lot of people think ghosts are stuck in a property, and it's not true. So they can come in. Or ghost or spirit type energy, it may not be ghost as we know it, can come in through energy holes, which I close. I mean, I'm not just dealing with ghost energy. I'm dealing with emotional and some other types of energies that are kind of complicated that I've run across. In yeah, time. and I think it's, it's really hard. And again, I don't, yeah. I'm not professing this is, you know, you should do this, you should not do this. I'm just thinking of Halloween, we usually do a show yeah. on um on the haunted houses, and I kind of had a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, I asked the listeners, would you live in a haunted house? You know, there are famous haunted yep. houses that everyone knows of. Uh, and I said, would you live in a haunted house? 
And I have had customers who have said, you know, I just want to be able to check the house out to make sure. So, you know, and to some people, it's totally ridiculous. So this is not a science. This is kind of what you either believe or you don't. Um, but you say that you can pick them up anywhere. And basically, before, because I know we're going to run out of time in a minute or two, you have a so, – so you have, you have rocks that you, you kind of clear the house with or something of that nature? I mean, I, 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 when I'm clearing, I'm using my, I'm not using equipment like you see on TV, but I'm using right, right. Um, a pendulum. I use an L rod, which is just, they use them outdoors for finding water. Um, so okay. I use dowsing equipment and my intuition. Um, and the reason I use dowsing is because I want to make sure that the information that I'm getting to clear, that it's, that I actually got it right. And it also is a visual for my clients when I'm on site okay. so they can see well, the difference. And, and so, yeah, thank you so, I use thank instruments you so to help much. me. Yeah, thank you Thanks. so much. And I thank you for being a guest on our show. And um, for anybody and who needs to get her inviting talk me. Jane, you could call her website is, well, we've heard of you. I've heard of you. And you have a, a good reputation where I've heard. And, uh, and I do know plenty of people that really feel this way. And I know plenty of people who think it's, Yes, so it's just, you know, it's just a matter. But I do know um, your website is ghostbusting.org, and you can, or you can call at 505-919-8379. So it's ghostbusting.org. And, um, Jane, thank you so much for being a guest on our show. We really uh, appreciate thank, that. Thank you for and including me, Dottie. I, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Well, I know... And I think that this is kind of, you know, weird for certain people, but some people really believe it. And I have eight clients and, and, and people that I know that use it. Jerry, you've never had anyone you know like that? I mean, they're eight or no? Well, I mean, I had an aunt uh, that was schizophrenic, and she thought that, but I believe that medicine cured her. I, I, just, I just have a real issue with people charging for these things because I, I worry about consumers who are, you know, frankly... Um, gullible. Gullible, you know, and, and so I think it's a legitimate question to ask for proof other than anecdotal proof. But, no, I wasn't. Uh, she answered it fine, and I, I think that well, but, she, but I don't isn't. know that she solicits business. I think it's more like if you, because that's how I got her name, somebody that I know, um, and there are quite a people, I wouldn't say a lot, lot, mm. a lot of people believe in it. Do a lot you know, of people a lot of, I know a lot, actually get a lot of people I do. know a lot of people in the city who have actually gotten people to come in and do whatever yeah. they think is necessary. But we're plunking down their hard-earned money on it, I, I, I don't worried about. But, you know, we're not endorsing it. <laughs> we're not endorsing it. I don't know how you could be sure. Right. Uh, Dottie, we've got to take like uh, no uh, a, break, a news break, and uh, we'll be right back. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.